Hello, everybody. Welcome to Weave Yuyasha and Other Tales. I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. Welcome to episode 59, The Beautiful Sister's Apprentice. No. Beautiful Sister Apprentices. Uh, Lindsay, you said that the word beautiful needs about 27 asterisks <laughs> and footnotes. Didn't seem particularly beautiful. No. They seemed, you know, quite plain, like, you know. Oh, the plain sister apprentices would have yes. been good. Yes. The unremarkable <laughs> sister apprentices. Well, that foreshadows that they're, they're hiding some sort of secret. That's why they didn't call this episode the Secret Ninja Sisters. Mm. Spoiler alert. There are several things wrong with this episode. <laughs> the title being one of them. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? I'm glad it wasn't um, a secret Naraku type uh, gambit that he was pulling on her. Because once again, Sango's just like, every friend I make <laughs> just causes me misery. Yeah. No, it's even li less interesting, viewers. They're just a ninja clan. <laughs> Let's talk about this episode <laughs> and try to fill 20 minutes worth of material. <laughs> So Kagome's back. By the way, this one does not have a manga equivalent. It is invented entirely for the show. Because it's just filler. Yeah, it really is just... What was Sango doing that whole time? While they were being menaced by a fat tree man. He was putting more bones in the Haraikos and cleaning up graves and putting flowers on them and her father's not buried there, though, so I don't know why she was talking to him so much. Oh, she was talking to his wandering spirit, <laughs> representing her guilt, and the thing that'll happen later in the episode when she finds affinity with the two sisters who try to screw her over. I hate these sisters. I hated them, too, and I hated them even more uh, watching the English dub. I think they got a real little girl for the younger sister. Uh. Susa, Susahara? Suzuna? Suzuna? No, is Suzuna the older one? Serena's the older one. Okay, uh, uh, Serena uh, Williams. <laughs> yeah, they, she sounds a little bit like, um, like the Charlie Brown specials where they got real little kids, but she's not good. She doesn't have like the professional quality of someone who's just doing a little kid voice a la Shippo, or um, even the other girl kind of sounds younger than her equivalent, so I don't I don't know what happened there. Mm. But they got her, and I wrote down her line that's particularly terrible when she says, That's right, my sister and I come from a secret clan of ninjas. Not very ninja-like of them if they get caught. No. They really don't do anything very ninja-like. They throw a thing. They Oh, they throw a smoke bomb and run away later. That's pretty ninja-ish. Yeah, that's true. But a real ninja, as you know from the internet, flips out and kills everyone and leaves no trace. That's kind of the whole point of being a ninja. Yes. And the plot of this episode is uh, reliant on the flashback of we were ninjas, we killed a bunch of demons, they sought revenge somehow found out who we were so eh. yeah Blah. 
I don't know what else to say about this episode <sighs> other than poor Sango. I feel bad that nothing has matched her introductory two-parter. Yeah, I am still on my Sango slump. I really care for Sango right now. Oh. I don't remember this going through the first time. I don't remember I remember being annoyed with Kohaku but he's just rubbed off on Sango for me now. Oh no. Yeah. Well, they, I, I think you're being too hard on her with the Tempest in the Mist uh, episode. Because she really was just like <laughs> Moroku all you're good for is sexually harassing me. And then she learned better by the end of the episode. So you really should be like... Yeah. You should want better for her than just... Of course, Maroku kind of proved her wrong <laughs> this episode. Um, no, 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 no. You were right the first time. That's all I am good for. <laughs> well, he was worried about her at least. But he did not listen to Kagome. Oh, no. In this episode or that episode. Because no. she was like... You need mood. They don't have that. <laughs> I don't know if he's just like, yeah, 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 I don't know what I'm doing. Or if he's just, like, forgetting it, or if it's just not... If she's being too subtle and he's not picking up the... Oh, wait. <laughs> but he did seem genuinely concerned that he had, that Sango was staying away on purpose. Yeah, that's uh, what we start the episode with. She brings a bunch of goodies for everybody. Yeah. Oh awfully nice of her she did not have to do that i mean i didn't think they were terribly wealthy but i don't know how she's affording like four gigantic bags full of treats for everyone maybe she gets a higher allowance because she's not there to use water or electricity or eat all of the food because <laughs> i know she doesn't have time for a part-time job no you learn in the next episode she's struggling with her classes. That's another thing that kind of struck me as filler, like an unnecessary episode, is that the next one starts off with her giving a bunch of stuff as well. Yeah. But on this one she gives Inuyasha a bulk bag of potato, potato chips, chips. Which the English dub for some reason changed to uh, dried potatoes. They dumbed Inuyasha up. <laughs> like he doesn't know what potato chips are. Which is not normally a move the dub takes. <laughs> huh. Dried potatoes. And she gets Shippo a spinning um, oh, lollipop. lollipop. And then gives Moroku a nudie magazine. No, she doesn't give him anything. I don't she think. has him a soda, I think. Oh, that's right, a soda. It's like that green can that you don't think you see him drink. You just see him open it. I think he sips it. It's like an energy drink. <laughs> there you go. Replenishes your chocolate. It's an MP drink. <laughs> and then they discuss, uh, wow, Sango still isn't back. I was like, yeah, I wonder what she's doing now. And she's just hard at work repairing that Harai and mourning her dead family and being like, wow, this place is pretty intact for us being away for so long. Yeah. I wouldn't think she'd want to hang out there so much. I mean, everything's just very sad. There's a hole in her roof. Yeah. The gate's all hanging on its hinge. Graves everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you can't walk through the courtyard without stepping on a grave. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And the enemy knows that that's where she lives, so she probably really shouldn't stay there for very long. But 
Yeah, she's got Kilala. It'll be fine. I mean, what's gonna happen? Two uh, little girls are gonna come by and try to steal her shit? She notices them, like, right away, so they are just terrible ninjas. Oh, yeah, and they start throwing rocks at her right away. Before they even do anything, she's just throw- they're throwing rocks. I don't know what their plan was. They could have just hung out in the woods and just waited for her to leave and then break open the, yeah, the store. Yeah, if they were ninjas. So I don't know if they were, like, sincere, like, hey, we need to train in a different way. So they really wanted to be trained, or... And then once they realized how slow they were starting... rather just kill things yeah I, I was I was really mad at them for throwing rocks I wrote kill those brats <laughs> yep every child that throws rocks in this show has gotten comeuppance of some kind so I guess I really should have guessed that these two were gonna get in trouble later uh, yeah these why throw rocks? Don't throw rocks no so let's try to talk a little more about this episode. So they do the thing where they bow in supplication and say, please train us. Ma- Lindsay, wake up. Please train <laughs> us, master. And she goes, yeah. no, no, no. Okay, fine. But They're like, we were just throwing rocks at you to test your strength. And since your cat jumped on us, you must be strong. Now we like you. So she decides to start them slow with that. Oh, they Smoke tell trick. her their whole little sob story of how um, they had to cut down some trees in this forest, and now all these demons are coming, and only uh, the elderly and the children are left, the people who can't leave the village. It was so not compelling that I couldn't even pay attention to the details of it. <laughs> it's like, ah, these girls need help, fine. They're going to take back the information. So the, I guess the trick that she tells them is supposed to solve that. It's like, well, that sounds like you could just take this smoke and... Well, yeah, like at first she's just like, well, am I okay? I'll just go and take care of it. And they're like, no, we want to learn to fish. See, if these girls were smart, they would have found a way to, I don't know, get Sango preoccupied with a tough demon and then, while she's doing that, go back steal all this stuff might have made for a more interesting episode that we think they're in danger and then but no she shows them the trick and they're bored so then they just decide to karate chop the the lock off of the thing and take all of the bones oh and the <laughs> the older sister is like so worthless serena yes Williams. she does like nothing she keeps, like, falling and tripping and missing. She's, like, the real Kohaku of the, the two. She is. Like if Kohaku and Shippo had a baby, it'd be her. <laughs> I am not into that. No, thank you. Just saying she's worthless. <laughs> like, I hate the younger one, too, but at least she, like, does stuff without... She can defend herself. and She does everything. They try to take the bones, and then Sango, of course, wakes up, and it's like, what are you doing? Who are you really? And the big reveal, we weren't who we said we were. <laughs> take that. And then they... Secret ninjas. Ugh. Not so secret ninjas. And they abscond into the night with a bunch of bones. Yep. Do we cut back to... Yep. Tagome? I gotta say, eating Asha popping out of the well just to join the conversation was adorable 
this whole scene was a breath of fresh air from the rest of the episode. Yeah. Because Moroku's like, so Kagome, I gotta ask you, touching <laughs> someone's butt? <laughs> and his face, too, the way he was asking, his yeah. little eyebrows kind of arch. <laughs> like, trust also extends to respecting the other person's personal space. <laughs> yeah, she's like, if she's gone forever, I blame you. <laughs> She'll come back, and then he starts pacing back and forth, all worried. Yeah. I wish I would have written it down, but in the previous scene with all of them, the way Inuyasha says something, it's like, if she, she's gone, it's probably because some old lech <laughs> won't stop touching her uh, <laughs> butt or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think he does say something it's like that. It's worded really funny. Inaccurate. <laughs> 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 <Yeah, great. laughs> like, are you speaking about me, good sir? <laughs> well, yeah, he's increasing his butt padding ever since that moment where she was like how come you don't ask me to marry you bear my bear your child <laughs> so I was like oh alright yeah America you're not you're not gonna make up for it in butt pads <laughs> so if I could praise this episode for a second it did make me think about Sango's character and what she's meant to do if that makes sense after this whole Naraku business is taken care of like what's her life hold for her because she kind of seemed to take to teaching these kids slayer techniques. So maybe eventually she's going to start her own village of slayers and start instructing people on how to fight demons. Yeah, carrying on <laughs> traditions and skills, professions. Yep. I don't <laughs> see her as a housewife with Moroku, but I don't know if he'd confine her to that. I don't know what Moroku would do. Doesn't Moroku just seem destined to die? I don't know what he would do if he didn't have... Because, I mean, he's, like, pursuing women because he's, like, if I can't do this, I gotta have a son or Naraka's gonna win. Mm. But, like, if he didn't have that pressure, would he still be, like... It's a good question. Maybe old habits would keep him going all the way into his 50s where it would start to get Miyoga creepy. No. <laughs> haven't seen him in a while. Oh, wait, no, we did just see him. Didn't we? Eh, forget it. Yeah, it's <laughs> I was probably running away from something. <laughs> so, Sango gives pursuit, saying something like, these bones are full of evil, and they attract oh, demons. Oh, yeah, they weren't finished being exercised. Yeah, they were fresh bones. So, she's not necessarily trying to get her stolen stuff back, but trying to protect these girls who do not know what they're messing with. These kids are really stupid because what are they going to do with the bones? They don't know how to make weapons. They don't have a forge in the sun. They don't have Peter <laughs> Dinklage. And then worthless older sister can't even... Carry her backpack. No. So the younger sister has to take that and run with two. Mm-hmm. And the demons attack. Everything goes all dark. and It's Kilala! Yeah! And Sango, at this moment, is where she feels kinship with the sisters because she remembers her own dad. Oh, 
yeah, they're like, okay, what really happened? <laughs> yeah, let me tell you what <laughs> really happened. <laughs> the dad was like, be strong. Uncle's like, oh, my dad said that to me. Maybe he meant try to live a good life and don't steal another person's things. Yeah, Suzuna is the one that's injured, I guess. Because the demon drops her on the ground <laughs> like two feet. And then Ser Ser Serena has cuts one in the arm. Right? No, that was the younger one. Oh. Like it scoops her. Sango has them get on Kilala while she fights, but one of the demons grabs the younger sister off of Kilala. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but then they're surrounded, and this oh, was great. Man, that took me a second. <laughs> like, I thought you were playing along. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> no. I was like, oh my gosh, is there something wrong with Sean? Does he not know his mic is on? <laughs> Moroku shows up with the gang. Yeah. They got super worried about her. And Yasha cleans up. Maroku cleans up the rest, and then that one little demon that was sneaking up behind Sango got taken out by Kagome. That was great. She fired an arrow. <laughs> She's uh, like, hi, Sango! I take it where I can get it, seeing <laughs> Kagome kick some ass, and this'll do. And Shippo says, I'm here as well. I did nothing. It was great. And then Sango's like, oh, my friends, take care. And then the episode just kind of ends. I mean, yeah, and then the sisters are just like, okay, let's go. We're going to start new lives now. Bye. And I was like, what, what, what was your plan? I mean, do, do you, are you going to go back to your village full of demons? Or are you going to start a new ninja village? Or are you going to... They're going to go to that same <laughs> farm that Kaharu is at. And be, oh, yeah. a, be a wood maiden or whatever. <laughs> Maybe they can go hang out with Janenji. If you know what I mean. Pick some herbs. Oh, oh they could be Janenji's new wives. Yeah. <laughs> he needs multiples, right? <laughs> oh, I did notice during the fight when they were getting, you know, all dramatic and stuff, the the ending theme song was playing. Dearest? Yeah. There was a... I think it was Dearest. Yeah. I thought it could have been the Sashomaru song, but I, I think it was Dearest. They played a couple of different songs throughout that were like slower versions of what we heard. I think when she's teaching them the smoke trick, another song is oh. playing. I kind of liked it. I was like, oh. Listeners, write, <laughs> write us in. <laughs> Calling you out. I'm starting podcast beef on all platforms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh. Yep. Uh, okay. And I was, I was going to talk about music real quick since we're on the subject. Yes. Um, this isn't the first time they use this music cue. I think they introduced it in the Temptress episode, but either way, a few episodes ago, I can only described it as bouncy hick music because it is like and this episode is played when Sango is feeding the two little girls and she's watching them ravenously eat it's like whenever Asuka was 
she showed up in um, Evangelion. They play like a twangy banjo tune, even though she's German. So I don't really know. But anyway, uh, listen out for that in the future. So the sun rises, the girls leave, and Moroku um, says, I was super worried about you. We have a little moment. And Sanka's like, Moroku, I'm not here. <laughs> and then he grabs her butt. And she goes, I said not here, and hits him. And, and everyone just goes, Welcome back. Right. <laughs> so that makes it number four. The fourth butt grope. Oh, only four? Yep. It seems like his perverse nature extends beyond just four, but you always think I'm wrong when I count these. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I always think you're, you're going too low. <laughs> I swear there's only four. There's <laughs> when his handhold was fixed, when he was sick that one time, there was Temptress in the Mist was the other one. That's the one with the mood, right? Yeah. I think that's the one where I was like, he really gets in there. <laughs> <laughs> this one's just like he's grabbing the side of it. Like I think that's what boundaries are to him. It's like, oh, okay. I get what Kagome was saying. A side butt pet. <laughs> he doesn't do that to Kagome anymore, though. No, just that one time yeah. when they first met. <laughs> and before she screamed, kill him, kill him. Yeah. Oh, Maybe that was that's a, why he doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> oh, that was a great episode. Got to rewatch that episode and not this one. <laughs> that's about it. That's about all I have for this. Really, like, really kind of a blah episode. Really, top contender for worst. Can't imagine it getting worse than this. Cut to me thinking it's worse. You checking it out? Yeah, I was just like, wait, when did what did this season start on? Like, oh yeah, Shippo. Shippo's first love and the Heartstone flower. Don't you remember? So we're five five episodes in this season. And it's your favorite season so far. It's your third favorite season so far. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, Maybe. If it's lucky. That's fine. Well, listeners, I look forward to not talking about this episode anymore. So thank you for joining us. Check out Penny Dreadful, I think. Right, Lindsay? Yeah. Who's your boyfriend on that one? Oh, I kind of like Dr. Frankenstein. Eh. But I kind of like Mr. Chandler. Oh, the show's filthy. It's a filthy, filthy show. It's not a good Christian show. No. Like Last Man Standing? Last Man Standing. I don't know. What's a good Christian show? Living Biblically? (laughs) Or a guy literally tries to live his life by the Bible. Oh, that guy who wrote that book? I don't know. I think he wrote the book that was The Year of Living Biblically. Mm. Something off of We? Or maybe a Hallmark-type movie? It's like, she's just a work-a-day gal who gets in over her head. And she's, like, trying to fix a toilet. And then here comes the sexy plumber recently divorced (laughs) I I could write one of these they hate each other at first until they don't 
And then she's like dating, so she's bringing in all these guys, and he's just like, he's all wrong for you. He didn't even catch that you didn't like sour cream on your tacos. And she's like, oh, how did you know? Hmm, wait a minute. It's He listens. And Kagome didn't get along at first either. <gasps> and he thinks that Koga's all wrong for Kagome. <laughs> oh my god, are these two gonna get together by what? the end of Inuyasha? <laughs> Let's find out, listeners. Thank you for listening to our Penny Dreadful podcast. Goodbye. See, baby, love, she may not